From Toronto, Canada, The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. Hey, thanks for inviting me into your home. Long haul truck, RV, camper, taxi, your parents' basement, your loft, that greasy spoon just off the interstate, and your cabin in the woods. A big how-do to all of you checking us out on one of our affiliates, of course, the podcast. It's everywhere. Uh, please check it out at TalkZone.com. A reminder, speaking of podcasts, I'll be launching my brand new podcast. I can't tell you the name yet, but it will launch Monday, December the 4th. New episodes every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, again, beginning December the 4th. We'll make more announcements as it approaches. Hi to all of you who take the Conspiracy Show with you on your mobile device uh, with the uh, Conspiracy Show app. And, of course, the YouTube channel, the Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. Please take a moment and hit the sub button. Let's try and get to 7,000 by year's end. Can you help me with that? Hello and welcome, of course, to all of you loyal stalwarts in the uh, YouTube live chat. However and wherever you're listening and watching, I bid thee the warmest of welcomes, and I thank you for your fine company. Uh, Mid-October, social media went crazy over claims that U.S. First Lady Melania Trump had been replaced by a body double. At uh, several appearances, uh, Melania was seen standing next to her husband, President Trump, shortly before they departed uh, for an appearance at the Secret Service Training Center, and she was seeing oversized sunglasses which led some on social media again to speculate the sunglasses were being used to hide the decoy. Other world leaders, it has been long uh, rumored, used lookalikes or decoys for security purposes. Saddam Hussein was said to have numerous doubles. Uh, But it goes beyond mere lookalikes. A man named Donald Marshall, who claims to be a clone himself, uh, started posting messages on Facebook back in 2011 claiming... Many celebrities were being killed off and replaced by clones, and that a cloning center was being run by the Illuminati, perhaps even Queen Elizabeth. Uh, then there is the uh, the late Dr. Peter David Beter. Uh, Beter released a series of 80 audio newsletter tapes between 1975 and 1982 and made wide-ranging uh, claims. Among them was a seemingly outrageous claim that organic robotoids are real. Here to discuss is a, a great friend of The Conspiracy Show. Nelson Thal is recognized as one of the world's leading authorities on the science of communication, media, and process analysis. His expertise has afforded him the opportunity to define law terms for the Federal Court of Canada and develop a television series with Dr. Timothy Leary. Bill Gates invited Nelson to contribute an essay to the book Web Weaving back in 1998. While a graduate student studying at the University of Toronto with Professor Marshall McLuhan, Nelson became a McLuhan protege and served as the president of the Marshall McLuhan Center on Global Communications from 1990 to 1995. He served on the boards of uh, of directors at Torstar, Stan Lee Media, Peace Arch Films and Entertainment, and other publicly traded media companies. He's a lecturer, author, has been a consultant to companies in the United States, Russia, Canada, and Britain. Nelson, welcome. How are you, my friend? <laughs> Terrific. It's great being back here with you. It's been a while since we had yeah. you in studio. I don't allow a lot of people in studio, so you're in... Uh... I feel great. <laughs> I feel very, very honored. <laughs> <laughs> it's because, you know, we, we, we don't do well with company, but you're an old friend. How long have we... It's been... Over what, 30 years. Has it been 30? Yeah, over. Oh, my gosh. Over, yeah. Um, let, let me just dive in, because let's start with Melania Trump. Yeah. 
the, you know, the, the fact that she appears on TV wearing oversized sunglasses, that set a lot of people off on the, you know, in the Twitter world and social media and so forth. But surely there's, you know, there has to be more evidence than that, that, that they're utilizing a double. It wouldn't surprise me, you know, for security purposes or whatever, that, that people would have a, a double. But what else can you, do you see, uh, that jumps out at you when we're talking about Melania Trump? Well, you know, let me just go back to fill in what you're saying. I mean, this is, uh, we we know that we split the atom. Man split the atom, and it created the bomb. And he also split the gene, mm-hmm. and that created another bomb. But because it was an inner space, whereas the uh, splitting the bo- the atom was outer space, that it was it became hidden and it was secret and easily kept secret. And the technology is not really that young. It's rather very old when you get into it. But we've refined it and they've refined it. And uh, leaders naturally in, uh, always have had doubles. Caesar had a double. I mean, Kennedy had doubles. They all must have doubles. That's how they protect themselves from assassination because you're not going to be a, a target if you've got multiple doubles because the assassins won't know who's who. So for protection, they all do. And for, so for a news report to come out that uh, Melania is using a double on certain occasions so that when she's out, uh, she, her double's there and it, it, it's, she, she's just being seen and walking around and smiling and shaking hands, she's going to introduce her double so that people start to get used to it. So it's no surprise. But w- what do you see what, what, when, you, when you study the features? Yes. Uh, uh, I mean, have you done? Well, there are uh, tell, absolutely compared there's photographs. Lot, compared photographs, size of the ears. There's a, a, a space between the eyes. There's a lot of. Uh, it's not really difficult for a trained technologist here to really spot a double once they've seen the original, and it's not difficult finding original pictures of her long before she needed to have a double for protection, long ago when she didn't need doubles. So there are images of her, and there's certain things you just can't change about a woman or about the face, and even not just a woman, about the face. But the thing is this, that um, she would not have, she'd have a, a, there's four different types we're talking about here. She would not have a clone. No, she's she would a have look-alike. a body double, just a, a look-alike, look-alike, a good surgical look-alike. But also remember, we're also tonight. We should talk a little bit about the technology of oh, we will, for sure. synthetic automatons, organic robotoids, because that technology is very exciting. I was the uh, lecturer at the Center for Culture and Technology, so our expertise was as archivists. We got into the archives and examined what technologies do they have, what's available. Once you know you've got an electron microscope and a Cray computer, and you increase. When you can have microprocessors the size of a chip that can then go into a human carcass, the brain of a human carcass, and make it become act alive, you've got very powerful technology which is being utilized today. We'll get to it later in the show. Well, you know, it makes sense. In light of my conversation just moments ago with Billy Carson, we were talking about the secret space program. As you point out, uh, you know, if, if we have this explosion of knowledge uh, in, in, um, in outer space, one would expect that there would be the equivalent explosion in knowledge, uh, in inner space or in the human body. So, like Apollo, Gemini, Mercury, and the space shuttle programs were mere window dressing to distract us from the secret space program, then would we, would we by extension suggest that the, the whole Dolly the Sheep, uh, cloning, um, 
you know, hoopla yeah, of the, uh, when was that, the early 1980s? Well, actually, you know what, first in vitro... Was that just window dressing, too, because well before then we were cloning humans? Well, I think it's important to go back to uh, the truth, the source of truth, which is Genesis 11.6 here. And uh, the Lord said, indeed, the people are of one language, and they all have one language, and this is what they begin to do. Now, nothing that they propose to do will be withheld from them. Now, we're proposing this stuff as a culture, and we are back with one language thanks to the Internet and high-speed data processing. We all have one language, and so nothing that we imagine is going to be withheld from us. So, for instance, we've got Blade Runner, uh, the Blade Runner, and we've got uh, the Devil's Devil, and we've got the Stepford Wives, and we've right. got the Boys from Brazil, and we've got Dave the Film, Stepford Wives, the Six Day, Schwarzenegger shows a lot about the implant of the chips into the human carcasses. We've got the movie Surrogates. So man has been proposing this, and so it's not going to be withheld from them. And these technologies are now available to man to do what he wants with. And usually he doesn't do the humane good thing with it at first. He uses it for warfare and for killing and for wickedness, which is what we're seeing happen more and more. Uh, so aside from the, the lookalikes, yeah. Um, they would find someone who has presumably a similar bone structure. They would enhance the the resemblance with cosmetic surgery. Yeah. Um, so with Melania, but you know, in 1970s, Rand Corporation predicted that quote parahumans will be genetically created to do menial tasks in the future. Uh, so uh, this uh, this technology is not old, is you know is not young. In 1890, a rabbit embryo was transplanted to a foster mother's rabbit's uterism, uterus. 1890. Oh, wow. 1890. I had no idea. Over 150 years. What what have we done with other technologies over 150 years? So think of what they're doing now. It's beyond imagination of most people. And only media scientists who understand the laws of media are able to feed forward and understand where this technology could go and where it is going today. What do you what do you make do you do you know of this Donald Marshall uh, that was um, posting on Facebook back in, in 2011 claimed to be a clone himself and is no. talking about how celebrities are regularly killed off and replaced by that I've clones heard. yes what would be the purpose of that f- f- money the clone goes into the movie does the clones don't don't have bank accounts they don't ask for a check. They go on the movie, they go on film, they get a contract, the money goes to their handlers, and they just get put into a closet at night, but and a the cl- switch is turned off. But so a clone is a... a clone That's an has, exaggeration, but you yeah, know what I'm but saying. A clone it's has, profit. Right. Profit. Money drives it, as always. All right, let's take a time out. Nelson Thal is here. Again, recognized as one of the world's leading authorities on the science of communication, media, process analysis, a protege of the late Dr. Marshall McLuhan. The website, McLuhanTactics.com. McLuhanTactics.com. Back with more of our conversation on doubles, organic robotoids, clones, doppelgangers, and more. Stay with us. The world is being pulled over your eyes. This is The Conspiracy Show with Richard Sarrett. Welcome back. Nelson Thal, media scientist, protege of the late Marshall McLuhan. His website, McLuhanTactics.com. And um, 
I want to get back, obviously, into clones and and um, synthetic uh, clones and uh, organic robotoids, which I just I love that. That should be the name of a, a rock band, the organic robotoids. We'll we'll talk about that and and Dr. Uh, Peter Beter, but uh, just a little a little side journey here, just for a moment, because I had forgotten about this. I'm just you know going over your vast impressive resume. This TV series that you had uh, developed with the late Dr. Timothy Leary. What was that all about? Well, that was basically about what we call media ecology, and that is the use of uh, starting to apply and approach the media in an ecological fashion. In other words, you understand the cause and effect that the technology is going to have before you take it out of the lab. And those that get out, we try and put back into into the Pandora's box by updating people's consciousness with the laws of media and how to now really perceive the subliminal effects that media have on us when you Which when you be insidious when you studied under the great marshall McLuhan, yeah. did he ever get into any of this with you or with his students oh for sure marshall said and he wrote that uh, we've extended the collective con- our consciousness of man into the machine and the machines have become alive in the full organic sense that's a quote in the full organic sense he said we've taken our consciousness, put it into the machine. The brain is an extension of the... Uh, the computer is an extension of the brain. Consciousness but isn't that, isn't that a far stretch, though, from that into what Beter was talking about, organic robotoids? Wasn't McLuhan just talking about, you know, satellite technology, the predicting the Internet? No, he was talking about the Android meme. He was okay. talking about uh, robotoids. All he right. didn't call it robotoids. He said, look, the consciousness has been extended into the machine and the machines become alive in the full organic sense and is walking around just like Arnold Schwarzenegger. That's what Terminator is all about. Terminator is showing us these, this technology in action. Before we get into the fully into the organic robotoids and Dr. Peter Beter, I want to just step back a minute because we talked about the lookalikes, and I think most people accept, you know, that's for security purposes. People have lookalikes. Um, but I want to talk about Hillary Clinton um, because there was a, a couple of periods during the campaign when she was obviously very, very ill. She, she collapsed several times. Uh, there was a period just after she collapsed and she claimed that she had pneumonia where literally hours later she's seen out on the streets of New York embracing young children. This is a woman supposedly with yeah. pneumonia. Uh, now, either that was, um, you know, not pneumonia and something else, or this person, many pe- many speculated that she had a double. Uh, what what can you tell us about Hillary's double? Was it a double? Was it a clone? Was it a robotic, uh, an organic robotoid? What? The genetic engineers have been for years uh, trying to deal with the problem that, a matter of fact, was brought up in the movie Blade Runner. And that is that they have a shelf life. They overheat eventually. They only last a year and a half to two years. Is the, the warranties are very short on these machines. And when they do uh, burn up, you've seen Wendy Williams reach. We've had a number of robotoids on air break down. Wendy Williams, did you see her? I sent you the video yes, of her breaking yes. down. That's an example of an organic Talk robotoid. Just tell, because people can't see the video. Tell us a little bit about Wendy Williams and what that was, what we saw. Well, I mean, um, if you go to YouTube right now and you take, type in Katy Perry breakdown and collapse on stage, you'll see, uh, when you see the way she reacts, 
to being overheated, the way in which she breaks down is not human. It's not what you'll ever see if you've ever seen a woman faint. This isn't a woman fainting. This is a robotoid breaking down. And Katy Perry also had a breakdown. What's happened is these machines overheat, Rich. And when they overheat, they start the circuits start to fry. They start to lose the ability to talk. But it just instantly cut, stops, just bang, and they fall down. It's not like a woman or a man fainting, which is a, a more organic humanoid process. This is a machine uh, genetically. And what they've done is they've, with high-speed processors put in the form of chips in the movie Salt, if you saw it in Salt, they plug the guy's brain right into the computer. So the br- chip is in the brain, and the chip is programmed by a, uh, a, a long metal object to connect it to the computer and they load it with the program and if the me- machine will go out and it'll sing and this and of course you don't have to have a great voice today with the equipment available they just have to s- s- sing anything and they can adjust it to sound like Elvis Presley you know what I'm right, saying right. or whoever they want so the robotoids are able to go out there sing songs do everything you think you're looking at a at a female or a male singer really it's a human engineered robotoid organic robotoid but it's hard but, for people to accept it but, is but, it is but the technology is all there the movies have shown it to you uh, they they've been if you look at the rand corporation look behind the scenes on the internet and look at the progress they've made the genetic engineering is just extremely fascinating to watch and to see how it's going but these robotoids they still haven't gotten them to the point where they're perfected that they can last more than two or three years. Okay, well, let's go back to Hillary, though, for a moment. Hillary Clinton. We saw her, yeah. that, that scene where she's seen getting into a van and she collapses. Right. Was that a that sick was Hillary def- or was that a robotoid? Or that was, was that- definitely a robotoid. The way you look at the way it moved and the way it shook, they start to shake. Um, the the Jimmy Carter robotoid, which was well documented, and in fact Carter admitted it years ago that it was his double, his that that was involved. Uh, you recall that uh, at the time it was reported that Jimmy Carter was on a marathon run. I remember, and he, he collapsed. He collapsed. It did not look good, you know, because he good, looked weak but and vulnerable. Only, and but what they didn't tell you, but we found out later, is that the thing kept on running on the spot like Curly. The three students. Once he was down, his legs kept moving. Yeah, the machine kept on going. The organic but that was over going, 40 which is years? not human. That was 40 years ago and more. Well, the, the, this, they started this technology first. Start, the, they split the gene in 1944. They split the gene in 1944. Okay, but we're not talking about uh, genetics here. We're well, talking about a robot. The boys from Brazil is all about the cloning Hitlers. Right. That's cloning. That's organic. But we're well, talking about ro- robots. Though, okay, right? but think about how okay. many years ago the technology sure. has been growing human carcasses like they showed in the sixth day, implanting chips, using an implanted chip in the brain to control the, the, the machine, the, the organic machine. Uh, this is what they've been perfecting since the 50s and 60s. They started with this. So why would Hillary Clinton, out on the campaign trail, have need for a, a, a robotoid? Well, she would have no need for a robotoid mostly because she's got a long death list attached to her name. A very, 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 you know, Richard, mm-hmm. she got her political capital because she was George Herbert Walker Bush's secretary, uh, sorry, lawyer on the Warren Commission, whose job was to 
get the Warren Commission to open up the JFK files so she could somebody could go in there and sanitize the files of all his pictures. Mean, and no, she was Nixon's. She was on Nixon's no. team during Watergate, but not on the Warren Commission. That's she was. She was on the Watergate committee yeah, as, wa- as a lawyer. Right on Watergate. And she was yeah. Watergate. What yeah, did I say? Warren Commission. Sorry. That's yeah, all right. No, she was on on the water. <laughs> she was a lawyer on the Watergate committee. Right. Working for George Bush. And they showed the picture of Oswald and Sturgis. And because Sturgis was one of the plumbers. That's right, who broke into the Watergate Hotel. They, and they had the picture of him with Oswald. That she suggested, Hillary suggested that they should get the right to open up those files and go in there. And she, as a lawyer, was able to go in there with Sandy Berger. And they were told they, they'd stuff documents down their underwear and took it out of the archives. Because they wanted to they expunge. They ate some of it. They ate some of it, I'm told. They ate some of it, and they they put the rest down their pants and just walked out with it. Because they, they wanted to erase George Herbert Walker Bush's connection to the Kennedy assassination. He wanted he wanted her, as right. his lawyer, to get that material out of there. Right. She then didn't destroy it all, but kept it to extort George Bush. That's what happens to these people. They get extorted. Now she can extort power, money, and everything out of him. That's how she got her political capital. She's extorting him. Fascinating. Well, and some, I mean, I know we're so going on a bit of a... So she needs a double. She's got a okay. lot of enemies. She has a lot of enemies. These people live behind big, big high walls like the monarchy, right? Because they've got a lot of enemies. They've got a lot of blood on their hands and they've got a huge death list. And so they've got to protect themselves. And having a double, if you're going to 9-11 ceremony, why should I go and risk me being shot at? Send the double or send a robotoid, whatever you got. And so that when we see her stumble or fall, these are the robotoids basically short-circuiting. To add to it, um, we had Secret Service guys up here in Toronto when we were on the air, when I was on the air, when, during Clinton era. Right. And they told us that they were doing a budget. They were sitting in a room. I was sitting in a room with them. And they were going through their, their monthly budget for the next three months. And what they had to figure out is when we send Bill Clinton's double and it's not working that day. Now, that would be a lookalike body double. Right. But when we send his double out to the golf course, put on a hat and go out to the golf course and golf because we don't need you tomorrow. How many Secret Service agents do they need to guard the body double versus the real guy. They put a smaller contingent to save money. Fascinating. And they revealed that to you? Yeah. They didn't care. What was I going to do? <laughs> See, coming Don't from tell any, the story. Nelson, if this was coming from anyone else, I would probably laugh them out of the room. Yeah. But, I mean, you are... You are the you were the official archivist for one of Canada's greatest minds ever, Marshall McLuhan. Yeah. I mean, you worked with you were asked by Bill Gates to contribute a chapter to a book. You worked with Dr. Timothy Leary. Yeah. So we can we can we 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 can walk a fine line as archivists. We don't have to fear for our lives because uh, we're not going to go into court. We can't be pulled into court and raise our hand and give testimony because we're just read a document. You're reading affidavits and you're you're meeting the people at the top like Richard you know there's a lot you know as well as I do Admiral Moore and Benton Parton uh, published a, a full page ad in the New York Times for $75,000 saying that TWA 800 was shot down by missiles and the US government lied about it it didn't get any play on CBS but we read it in the New York Times and gave it publicity well 
we were archivists. We weren't going to miss that story. But it doesn't put us in any danger. Here it is. It's New York Times. Nobody, Dan Rather didn't pick it up. Why not? But So we pick it up. There's a lot of these nuggets out there that people just didn't have the time to see. But that's a major story. Remember, he even said... Former chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff was uh, Admiral Moore. Put That's that right, of the non-nuclear arsenal. Non-nuclear exactly. arsenal. Right. And on June 89, Washington Times had the full-page story about how cowboys were going to the White House. Yes. And they put a copy of the visa slip on the front page. That's the Washington Times. We talked about that, but at the time... Bush, we found out later, George Bush got 3,000 FBI, CIA, and Secret Service agents on the street that night, collected all the Washington Times, and burned them. So there's a lot, as an archivist, it's not, it's, there's a lot out there people just don't see, don't pick up on that we do, but it's public stuff. When we, we're coming up on a break. When we come back, we'll, um, we'll talk about, uh, the late Dr. Peter David Beter. Yes. Peter Beter. What an unfortunate name. Peter Beter. Uh, you'll tell us who he is and, um, what he had to say about organic robotoids. We'll also talk about holograms and, uh, when they're being used to fill in for some political world leader. Nelson Thal, media scientist. McLuhanTactics.com is the website. We'll also open up the phone lines and take calls, questions, and comments. Stay with us right here on The Conspiracy Show. Where there's smoke, there's The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett from Zoomer Radio. Welcome back. Nelson Thal, media scientist, is with us. McLuhanTactics.com, the website. He was a protege of the late... Dr. Marshall McLuhan, and uh, we are talking uh, body doubles, doppelgangers, uh, organic robotoids, synthetic robots. We'll get into all of that. Let me just uh, quickly uh, get us a heads up on next week's conspiracy show with story producer Albert Finzel. Albert? There's a new book by Kevin Randall, Encounter in the Desert, and we have him coming on for 12 a.m. A police officer saw a craft descend and land. Alien beings and, uh, you know, Encounter in the Desert. That's Uh, the name of his new book. All right. Kevin Randall will be with us uh, next week on the program. That's in Hour 2. We're working on Hour 1. But uh, make sure you tune in next week. All right. Uh, Back to our uh, media scientist friend, Nelson Thal. Uh, Let's let's talk about uh, Dr. Peter Beter. Yeah. And... um, he, he talked about organic robotoids. He said that they are real. Uh, this was back, I think, in the ni- early 1980s when he said this. But let's establish who, who he was. Who was Dr. Peter Beter? Uh, Dr. Beter was a high-level OSS intelligence operator during the war. He then became a lawyer and... Uh, uh, John F. Kennedy, as president, nominated him to be general counsel for the Export-Import Bank. Uh, he was a candidate for the, the a candidate for the governorship of West Virginia. The people of West Virginia asked him to run for office, and um, he used to say, and he told me that uh, he got a phone call in the middle of the night saying, "If you want your votes counted, um, it cost a million dollars." Did he run against Rockefeller? 
No, he didn't run against Rockefeller. I don't remember the name. It comes to my, it's been too many years, but he ran, he ran for the governorship of West Virginia. Right. He said that he was asked to pay the million dollars, and in all the precincts, he said to me, where they count the ballot by hand, he won. So he run in the one in the rural areas, in all of them. But where it was run by machine in the cities, he didn't get one precinct. So that's how they did it. So he was also a businessman, and uh, he was a mineral. Got involved in uh, the oil pipeline business, and uh, he was. Uh, he worked on Wall Street with luminaries such as Franz Pick and Durrell and Colonel Curtis Dahl, and he did a lot of work with Colonel Dahl. Uh, he tried to force an audit of the Fort Knox by uh, the Federal Federal Reserve. He said it was empty, right? He, he said it was empty, and he wrote a book about it. And he showed, uh, he talked about in his book, The Conspiracy Against the Dollar, he identified Stanley Tatum as being the Rockefeller engineer who Rockefeller had build the machine to exhume the gold out of Fort Knox at high speed. And Rockefeller told Tatum, if you ever write a book, you're a dead man. And he did write a book, and he was murdered. Wow. Stanley Tatum, look that one up. Okay. So Beter forced an audit of the Federal Reserve, of the Fort Knox, which he did. He and Colonel Dahl. Colonel Dahl, by the way, was FDR's son-in-law, and he was a colonel. He was a very powerful man. Because even though FDR died, and this is years after his death, he still had great inroads into the Pentagon and into the Illuminati. Colonel Dahl wrote about the Illuminati, and he was a high-level military guy, and he he named the Illuminati. He named the the conspiracy. And his connection to Smedley Butler? Well, um, he he was FD uh, Smedley Butler was the general who testified before Congress that Dupont had hired him. To assassinate Roosevelt. And he, Butler was the one that wrote War is a Racket. War is a Racket. And right. Dahl was FDR's son-in-law, so he knew all about Butler and of DuPont, and he really got into it and wrote a lot. He wrote a book, uh, he wrote a book called My Exploited Father-in-Law. And you should get, it's a great book, and you, people listening could, could look that up. All right. Find a lot so, of hidden, like these guys are backstage in the global theater. They're the intelligence agents who have the, the truth and have the knowledge of what's happening, but it's so bizarre that you couldn't even tell anybody in the real world because right. they wouldn't believe you. They because can't handle the it, truth. It, it's, it's, as you've often said over the years to me, the truth is protected by public incredulity. People will not believe this stuff. It sounds so crazy. It's totally crazy. Exactly. So you've established, we've established uh, Dr. Peter Beter's uh, credentials. credentials. Well, we're coming up on a break again, but when we come back, let's talk about what Dr. Peter Beter said. Good about the existence of organic robotoids and synthetic automatons, the two different ones. Synthetic automatons versus the organic robotoids. All right, coming up next on The Conspiracy Show. Don't go away. Big Brother is listening, and so are you, to The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. Welcome back. Nelson Thal stays with us. McLuhanTactics.com. Nelson, what is that? Tell us about McLuhanTactics.com. What is the uh, the website all about? Well, the website basically just says how to get in touch with us and how we do leading edge uh, 
consumer identification, looking at the, 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 the consumer's demands, the consumer's tastes and preferences and how they're, they're, uh, they're changing with new technology. And as the techno mix changes and the techno fix changes, businessmen and product uh, consumers are changing. You want to be able to find them and be able to, as they change, your, your, the demand for products change, and you want to get ahead of and help businessmen that are in trouble. Because businessmen are in trouble today. It's very, very difficult. The only way they can keep on touch is to create monopolies. So you're a trends forecaster. Trends forecaster, exactly. All right. Now, um, we were talking about Dr. Peter Beer and the creation of these organic robotoids, and he, he insisted that they were real. How would he have been, I know you mentioned he ran for governor, and he was a lawyer for the Import-Export Bank in Washington and uh, former OSS, but how would he have been in a position to know uh, that organic robotoids uh, are real? Well, Beter would was remember not only OSS, but he became high-level CIA, and he had a higher clearance at the CIA when Casey, when I met with met and talked with Beter, he had a higher clearance at CIA than the director William Casey. So these guys had been around since before the war. They were in OSS. They were in intelligence. They had access to what was going on because they basically were signed and their lives depended on the Security Act. That's why as soon as Beter started to go public, he started to get death threats and eventually he certainly was given a heart attack and he gave his life for getting the truth out there. But he was the one who talked about the the companies in Vegas and Nevada that not Vegas but in Nevada that that grow these carcasses that manufacture the 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 whole technology, just like it shows in Salt and just in the movie Six Day, Schwarzenegger does a magnificent job at portraying this technology. It was Beter who pointed out the difference between synthetic automatons, which were created by the Russians, versus the organic robotoids, which was American model. It's almost like one's beta and the other's VHS. Right. Okay. So and their model was really better. They don't burn out as much, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, but uh, they have trademarks on these. So in order for the Americans to want to do a synthetic automaton, they got to pay the Russians some a fee. So when we see Vladimir Putin, are we seeing the real deal, or more often than not, are we seeing the synthetic, uh, uh, the synthetic animaton? No, automaton, no automaton. You notice you don't see him out on the street. Uh, when he's, you don't see him at golf courses. If you were to see him at golf courses, you'd be looking at his double. But uh, he's so you cold him, and steely, it'd you be hard to tell the difference. It's very, very secure places where the Americans or anyone else can't get to him, and he's very. And uh, so, but with with our with in the United States and Canada, we see Trump on the golf course, and he's over here, he's over there, and you just see him. He doesn't have to talk to the camera or say much. So usually. Uh, I'm sure on the golf course it wasn't his double. He was having a good time with Tiger Woods. But these organic robotoids, yeah. you, you talked about growing a cadaver. Explain, right. I mean, how much depth can you go into it? What, how do they make these things? These or, and, and you're saying they're, they're, they're manufactured in Nevada? Well, they were then. Uh, basically, the... You know, the abortion industry really was very important to these companies because by taking the baby's tissues, they were using tissues from the aborted fetuses in order to grow these carcasses. Oh. So they're cloning the, the, the actual, the, the outer shell they, is organic. It's human. Right. Uh, but it's essentially... 
genetically modified babies, basically. They don't have they don't have consciousness of their own though, because they're they, dead. They're just That's tissue. Right. They're just tissue. Tissue, and they grow the tissue into a, another carcass. They clone the baby from its DNA, uh, just like in the movie Jurassic Park. Uh, just like in Jurassic Park, they're able to, from the DNA, grow a dinosaur. So we grow human carcasses, put implants, hologram, holograms, hologram the brain of a, they hologram the brain and implant it into a chip in the, in the mind of the carcass. And it's like, it's, it's Frankenstein. It's Mary Shelley's Frankenstein, uh, using high technology using better, better, better technology, genetic understanding and technology. Is it, does it have, does it develop, is it like artificial intelligence? Does it have the capacity to make Absol- its own decisions or is it, is it programmed entirely? Absolutely. The, 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 the uh, development of uh, AI was done in the labs and in the skunk works of these companies like Rand Corporation uh, for the purpose of implanting that in the chips into the brain of these carcasses, into the clones, yes. Do they, but do they have self-awareness? No, they're just like animals. They just repeat and just act the way they've been programmed to act like a machine. They sing, they dance, they do whatever has been put into them. But they don't, they can't respond to anything that hasn't been told to them. So they just stop singing, they, whatever, when their act is over, the security guards shuffle them away and plug them back in. I suggest people take a look at the movie Salt, where this, where, uh, this was, uh, really well uh, portrayed. The movie Salt with Angela Jolie. So that's sort of like predictive programming, except it's, it's, they're not predicting the future, they're telling us what's going on right now. Exactly. Why would they do that? Why would they tip their hand that way? Well, basically, I think that um, what McLuhan often said to answer that question is this, that every artist signs his artwork. Every artist likes to sign his artwork. And when you're involved in this sort of material, you can't sort of sign your art. You can't sign it with your name. So you look for other ways to do it, just like 9-11 and then... The Spanish bombing was 911 days after 9-11. And, uh, the English bombing was on July the 7th, 2007, which was, uh, 2005, which was 777. And the harmonics, we've talked about that, you and I, 322, Skull and Bones, 11-22-63 was Kennedy. Often they'll use harmonics of numbers as a way of letting people know that, and their, 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 their group, that this was us. Fascinating. Um, I wanted to go back to, um, I mentioned Saddam Hussein off the top, because I remember you and I having this conversation about Hussein utilizing doubles. Was it a double that was hanged? Uh, First of all, there's a great movie called The Devil's Double, which is all about how Uday and his brother... These are the sons of, of uh, Saddam Hussein. Had doubles as well as Saddam. It's also it's also Saddam's double. Saddam came from a royal family. His bite was very regal. He didn't have a very he had a very even bite. The what is what, what is the significance of that? The fact well, that he didn't the, need, the, the double that, that was hung. Braces. If you look at the bite of ah. the double that was hung, his body double, you'll see that it's a very very it's a peasant bite from a farmer peasant who never did get 
his his teeth done because he he's just a body double. They didn't need him to do his dentures. So yes, his double was murdered, and as I understand it, he's still alive. Saddam, where? Well, he, these people live in a high Saddam. These people are multi-trillionaires. They they move around the world like as Garrison said, Jim Garrison said. They move. They walk between the raindrops. They get on a plane and they go. You wouldn't recognize them. Just like the FBI files came out last week. There's a letter from the State Department to Hoover, a lady in 55 from the State Department saying, "Last week Hitler was in New York City for a long weekend." It's that was FBI. in 1955. Yes. Why didn't anybody recognize him? He's out of context. He shaved his mustache. He's wearing a, an overcoat with a nice suit. You're never going to recognize the guy. Saddam Hussein, you'd never recognize, and you'd never get near him because he moves around the world in, in like Trump in jets, in helicopters. Right, you never right. get to see him. What's I ask this somewhat rhetorically, but what's the what's the downside? What's the danger of these? This is the thing of, of these clones and and uh, these organic robotoids and so well, forth. What we're doing, the boys in the lab now are starting to use this splitting the gene, and they're starting to put it together like you would with Pro Tools video. You can move this sequence here and this sequence there, and they're playing with sequences, and they're bringing in pigs, genetics from pigs and genetics from other animals. Chimeras. Right, and now you're going to be able to, now you'll make a mistake. Now some monster will be created that could be very, very dangerous to human, to mankind. And this is, of course, Mary Shelley's movie was about this long before she <clears throat> she talked about genetics, but she sure knew about genetics. But this is what the they're building these monsters, and it's even it's not just in the global theater backstage that it's being discussed, but publicly there's been stories about this when it comes to Dolly the sheep and how far is this going to go and how dangerous is the technology going to get? We're going to build these universal soldiers now. The beauty of a universal soldier is he, he's he's bred in a test tube. He hasn't got a mother and father, so when he dies, they don't have to send a letter from the State Department or from the Pentagon to the family to say your son died. They don't have to tell anybody, so they can do all sorts of missions uh, where they're not illegally supposed to do the missions, and nobody's going to find out if a thousand of these commandos are killed. Impervious to pain. And impervious to pain, etc., etc. But Hollywood has done a magnificent job showing us, rearview mirror, showing us, though, what's going on backstage in the global theater art form. Some of the movies are very good when it comes. We've mentioned them, Devil's Brigade. Blade Runner is excellent. The newest Blade Runner shows that they've got these uh, clones to the point where they manufacture themselves now. They breed themselves. They're automatic breeding machines. And we saw that in The Matrix. We saw that in a number of movies. Fascinating. Nelson, we just have a couple of minutes here. Yep. And um, I just want to leave this, this discussion aside for a moment because you and I haven't had a chance to talk about the... Uh, the big fiasco about the the release of the uh, the JFK documents, um, you know, we were told there were going to be something like 2,800. I talked to James D. Eugenio a couple times on on uh, this program and on Coast to Coast, saying actually it ended up being about less than 100 pages uh, thus far, and of those, many were heavily redacted. Um, have, have you had a chance to look at the the, the last, the latest dump of JFK files, and what do you make of it? We only have about a minute and a half, two minutes. Here. Well, I've had a chance to scan it, and. It's 
so there's a lot that I haven't seen. But right off the bat, I, it's important to realize that we always said that Kennedy was shot from the front as well as the back. The records in the Surgeon General's report is there that he the throat shot and the headshots were both from the front. So it's a conspiracy. It's proven now that it was a conspiracy. There's a lot of other information to get into the, you know, means, motive, opportunity, all the shooters that were involved and everything that was happening. Um, and that more of that will come out. But the big story, the backbreaking news of it is, yes, it's a conspiracy. It was shot from the front, just as 1978 uh, uh, House Committee on Assassination said that, in their judgment, there was a conspiracy. So in 78, the Congress said it was a conspiracy. Now the files are there, and we're starting to look through them. And yes, once again, it's a conspiracy. So we've got to get put this to bed. The point is, this distracts us from the fact that a major coup d'etat took over. The Ratline Nazis were involved. Walter Dornberger's connection is coming out with Michael and Ruth Payne. Dornberger was sentenced to hang at Nuremberg. He winds up as vice president of Bell Helicopters. He's the one who made the phone call to tell the Dallas police where Oswald was going to, was going to be. In He's the, the one, theater. Yeah. yeah, and all that. So all that's coming to... It, it's as you say in Luke 8.17... Uh, nothing that's secret won't be revealed. Everything's going to be revealed. Having said that, we will, in fact, reconvene on this matter, no doubt down the road. Nelson, always a pleasure. Thank you so much for coming in. Thank you for your yeoman service, Richard, for getting the truth out there. Nelson Thal, McLuhanTactics.com. My thanks to Ian Robertson, young Zach, his protege, Albert Vinzel, story producer, our live stream producer, feature producer, Ryan White. All of you for listening back next week with a brand new program. In the meantime, don't be afraid. There is nothing concealed that won't be revealed and nothing hidden that won't be made known. What you hear in the dark, speak in the light. What I say in a whisper, proclaim from the housetops. Move over, Aphrodite. I'm coming home. Good night.